This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Hey, it's moving season. So, if that applies to you, call my friends at Black Tie Moving. For all your moving needs. If you're thinking about relocating, whether it's home or office, cross town, cross country, call my friends. 316-6196 is the number. They can handle it for you. I've used them twice. I'll use them again if I have to. If I ever got to pack up my boxes, I'm calling Black Tie. They're licensed. They're bonded. They're insured. They're professionally trained. They're on time. They're on budget. Call them. 316-6196. It'll book up fast. Moving season is here. Black Tie wants to take the tour of moving your things out of your hands and make it that much easier for you. Black Tie Moving, change moving the city of Memphis. Call today. Every day around this time, we do the rundown. Let's go. Now, it's the rundown presented by Trippet Insurance. Trippet Insurance at 6462 Stage Road in Bartlett. Depend on your local insurance agent. Trippet Insurance at 901 365 1472. Online at trippetagency.com. The rundown with the biggest stories of the day from Jason and John on 929 FM ESPN. First story. I'm trying to find. I'm trying to find the words, and it's my job to do that. It is my job to do that. Um, Disappointment, shame, um, failure by a system, I think is certainly where I would start. Um, An institution that has allowed its own biases and prejudice and agenda to pervade the constituents that are responsible for determining the well-being of the people that are a part of it. Um, You know, we've been through a lot as a country in the last, I mean, I mean, honestly, since 1776, haven't we? We've been through a lot. And you would think that a league that bears the name of the country that it's in would understand better than anybody the traumas and and the grievances and the mistakes that have been made. Whether I mean, we live in a democracy. The, the idea is not just that we want to express and use our vote, but that we want to get it right, that we want to do what is right in the best interest of each other. And that was not accomplished today by the American Athletic Conference because I was looking for his name next to player of the year. And I was like, this has got to be a mistake. This has got to be a dominion situation here. I'm about to be like Tucker Carlson in this mug. All right? Recount. We don't acknowledge. It's called prematurely. We don't have all the votes yet. Y'all done called Arizona too early. 
But apparently Marcus Sasser is your player of the year in the league. And I tell you this right now. I will fight this, man. What do I, I got to do? I will fight this. Kendrick Davis was robbed. Call Oresco. I'm going to call Oresco. Who's, is this media? What? Is this a media vote? No. This is a coach vote? Yes. Unbelievable. Jump! Unbelievable. Smashed down there. Smashed. I mean, I, I have I have no, I have no, uh, look, I think Kendrick Perkins is exactly right. I mean, this is about the white voters, you oh, know. Who, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> Look, here's the thing. The white coaches? Yeah, the white coaches. No. Who voted for Sasser over Kendrick. Yeah, no, I no. I, 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 I don't I, think you play the Kendrick card here. I'm playing it up. I mean, I, I think Kendrick is deserving. He's a first teamer, as is DeAndre Williams. But I have I mean, look, they're the best team in the in the league by far. They've been that for a long, long time. I have no issues, honestly, with giving Marcus Sasher the nod. I've been trying to prepare you for this. Yeah, I mean, for the past few days, Kendrick's numbers are great, and Kendrick number Kendrick deserves to be on the first team. He does, um, but Memphis finished second, and Houston finished first, and they deserve representation. And that's like not something that I'm going to get, you know, super bad of shape about. So. I told you too that you know Kendrick gets it all on a second place team last year with SMU. They did beat Houston one time last year. Kendrick obviously missed the first Houston game this year. You go zero and two against them this year total. You know, best play, best player on best team. I, I I figured this was coming. Hey, maybe you you want to throw in the voter fatigue uh, thing. Obviously, it's the head coaches voting here, but yeah. you're gonna give Kendrick Davis player of the year. Second straight year where he finishes second in the league, and Houston doesn't get the Player of the Year when they've run away with the the conference. This was this was probably always going to happen. Yep. Um, so anyway, Kendrick Davis gets the proper uh, first team selection. Yeah. I think at this point, having him and DeAndre first time in the AAC history, you've had two on the first team. That that that's the right part of this. I'm, I'm, I can't I can't get outraged that Kendrick Davis was not named Player of the Year when I I, I felt like it was coming. Exactly. And again, it's not like it's some egregious uh, selection. Some people either. feel so. It'd make a great case because in terms of players of the week, Kendrick Davis right. led that. Like yeah. uh, every year, you know, it was six or it was multiple. I think it was six. Yeah. Like, you know, Sasser didn't have that kind of number. I don't think anybody else wanted more than twice. Yeah, but don't, I mean, and so, but so if you're looking at it that way, you want to count it up that way. Sure, well, you say it's up there. But that's at the end of the season, this is the coaches that are doing it. And right. more more times than not, they're going to reward the first-place team, right. and especially after they didn't do it last year. Yeah, so let me put it to you like this. Let me pose it to you like this. You, you're not fighting this, but let me pose it to the I average. got one to fight, though. Yeah, and we'll get to that. But let's focus on one injustice at a time. Let's say that the roles were reversed. Imagine that. Imagine if Memphis won the league, but Kendrick Davis averaged 17 right, and Marcus Sasser finished second in the league but averaged 21, we would say there's no way that Marcus Sasser should win the Conference Player of the Year, right? That's what we'd be saying. How can you not give that that nod to Kendrick Davis, who's averaging 17 a game on the best team? But that's essentially what they did last year in giving it to Kendrick, no? Yeah, right. Well, I guess that's what they did, yeah. but I don't remember what the – I don't remember what the, the outs, you know. That's what I'm saying. I don't think Houston was as dominant. They weren't. I mean, they weren't as dominant. They got swept by Memphis. <clears throat> so I think, you know, this year you have to yeah, that, No, you're, that's a good – that's a fair point. Good yeah. point. Like they're better they this year. They were more dominant this year than they were last year. So you definitely have to um, 
I mean, it sucks that they're going to like they basically sweep all the awards when they the year they leave. But Samson was coach of the year, defense player of the year was Jamal Shedd, who hit the shot. Yeah, I mean, I have Memphis. no problem with that. I mean, Kelvin Sampson is the coach of the year. I mean, most pa- improved was a Houston guy, Jawan Roberts. Like right. they they swept it all again. And they, they, that's and they probably deserve to. Right. What are we talking about here? That's what I'm saying. Like, I mean, you know, you come on here and you want to cry about it. I mean, uh, that was you all week long saying, "Well, look at his numbers. They better not take it away from him." Yeah. Well, again, but by the time you got, got in here today, I had. I think I had convinced you. He's got a trophy, so he's fine. No. Um, yeah, so, I, I mean, you know, Kelvin Kelvin deserves a, a, a sort of lifetime achievement award for the, the the consistency that he's had winning the league for the last five years. Now, I have no problem with that. So, you know. That'll be us taking over the awards next year, though. Whatever, man. I heard that. New look AAC. Whatever. Coach of the year. Freshman of the year. Sure. Player of the year. Sure. Better not be somebody from UAB. Well, sure. Landers Nolly made first team along with you. Okay. Good for him. Along with Sasser, Kendrick, Williams, and then Jalen Cook from Tulane. Cook's a good one. Taylor Taylor Hendricks, the freshman at UCF, who also made the all-freshman team. Uh, Shed, Juwan Roberts, Jarris Walker, also Houston. Jalen Forbes on the second team, giving Houston four guys on the first two teams. And then... Uh, DeJulius from Cincinnati, you know, well, Tyler Harris, who should have been second team, main scored 30 on Houston. Mm-hmm. Uh, third team, Damian Dunn, Kevin Cross, Craig Porter Jr. Tyler Harris, I believe, last I looked, was like top five in the AC in score. Yeah. wonder if he got Penny's vote. I'm sure he did not. <laughs> Maybe, I don't know, man. He, was a, he, was a, he, uh, he scored 28 against Memphis. He scored uh, a ton against – he swept UCF, which is, I think, the second-best defense – in terms of points per game allowed, neck behind Houston. Like, he scored big points against the big dogs of the league. He, he should have been second team. Mm-hmm. That, that's, that's the one that hurts me the most. I know it hurts you, man. And you still haven't – you haven't – what you've got to do – You got – you got – you got Nolly on there? Yeah, come on, bro. First, and we couldn't get but third, Tyler, yeah. leading yeah. South Florida. It's because it's of how bad South Florida season yeah. is. But I think if we'd what, won more games, he'd what, what, what you've got to do is on your continued, you know, faith-based journey, right? You've got to find a place of healing between yourself and Penny, you know, and you've you've got to allow yourself the space. I'm using all these buzzwords, right? The space. I don't need any healing. To with forgive. Penny. I'm perfectly fine saying Penny's done a good job this year. Well, I know, but there are. And saying I hate that he pushed out Tyler. Well, perfectly, I could say both. Well, that's true, but there's no, but, there's no it's not personal at but, all. But but truly, I'm not trying to get to his house or be his friend. No, say what I feel. No, but but truly, a place for forgiveness and healing, that we can all sort of move forward together in harmony, if if we can get there. Do you remember how it started with Tyler in this show? It seems like to me you have forgotten <laughs> about forgotten. what what the ties between well, the Harris family and uh, Tyler well, Harris, Tubby Smith. It goes back to it does it goes trying back to get that man years. in the recruiting room. You remember that? And this is it. You right? remember those days? This, this is, is it. We we have come to the end, bro. This is it. So for you not to it be a little a good, bit more tied it good, to it, oh no, look, I, I think is you forgetting how you came up. No, let me be clear about this. I have nothing but the utmost adoration. For the Don't you ever family. forget it. Come on to my recruiting room at but, my but house. But no, you want to talk about what Tyler was saying in the locker room. The Harris family. What didn't you? Didn't you? <laughs> well, look, yeah, that, yeah. Was, that Man, was something that was that was a part of the story. We have been through it with you, John. Well, look, but but again, I've I've had those conversations with with you know 
the Harris family. We've talked, and I would always and I will always talk to them, and I'll always listen to them because um, they have been so supportive of this show uh, throughout the years. Mm. You know, which I am eternally grateful for. Um, you never know how. I mean, because Tyler was the subject there for a minute. You never know how that's going to be received. And um, and the Harris family has always been super supportive. Frank was coming on the show. At Scott the- Drew talked to you because he wanted Tyler Harris. That's yeah, right. Scott Drew got no business. You didn't know, what, yeah. what, what, what do I need to talk to John Martin for? That's right. That's exactly Because right. he was after Tyler. Yeah. Came on our show. Yeah. And so I have, again, nothing but I, I respect. I hate that it didn't finish second team. Yeah. But it's fine. And I hate that it didn't finish at Memphis. Sue me. Too painful. I, I think it's that's painful. It hurts. Well, because I was in the crowd. But all I can say, you can't, I tell you what, you can't knock the man because he went 4-0 against them. Yeah, he the did. The push-outs. Um, I was in the crowd on Sunday, and people were, you know, saying, be nice to have Tyler. Oh, dude, we've been saying it all year long just because you could use another shooter. Man, would average just 12-15, standing in the corner off shots from Kendrick Davis. Well, it just puts a different kind of uh, uh, pressure on the defense. Now, what, what, you will, what you could make an argument for is that, you know, obviously Penny was ready to move on, and you can't argue that, that you know, that, that was the wrong decision to go 4-0 and against him. But you could also make an argument that this was the best thing for Tyler because in the first time, for the first time in his college career, he was put full-time at point guard, mm-hmm. averages three-and-a-half assists to go with leading them in scoring, and you could say, hey, in terms of the minutes and everything else, you got to play your entire game in your last season of college basketball. And maybe in doing so, you're talking about a – Five eight five nine kid who can dunk on dudes, shoot threes from going across half court. You may have opened up your opportunities for you professionally, That's very and true. especially having shown this year that as a full time point guard, you can handle that load. You know, for for South Florida again, he averaged three and a half assists, led the team. Mm-hmm. Um, that that's hopefully again this will end up being a good story in that sense that hey in leaving Tyler actually got to show more. No, I and and you know and, some, and you know folks I well, you spend a lot of time. He's a Memphis kid. Of course he is. Right. That that's part of 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 why we've spent so much time. Yeah. I mean he's he is who Penny a, helped you know part of you know get, Penny getting that job. This dude played for Memphis twice. Part of Penny getting that job was putting the arms around Tyler and Halo. Hey, let's bring you know what's 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 a great fir- high school rivalry. They're all going to come to Memphis. That was the it's first all going to be it's all going to be Memphis now because yeah. Penny Hardaway's back at it. I mean that was a huge part of you know Penny taking the gig obviously with Wiseman and everything that comes over from East. But yep. uh, yeah, man, I, I will always root for Tyler Harris. No and, I, and 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 I think you should. And I think he should play professional ball overseas or wherever. Well, I'm else. sure he will. Hopefully, he'll get a summer league uh, invite, all that stuff. I see no reason he will not. I see no reason that somebody won't pay him to come play basketball and shoot the ball, out, shoot the hell out of the ball. Like I said, he's entertaining too because he can dunk on you too. Yeah, no doubt. You see him almost dunk on KO, your boy. Mm-hmm. Almost got him. Mm-hmm. That I mean, look, I know it's the, I know tensions are rising, but China got got to have a place. Yeah, I don't know how stable that is right now. They've but, we've always said the best money is there. Look at Lester Hudson. It's stable for look right some, now. Look at some others. Is it though with their with the yeah. relationship? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's I've stable heard, enough. Their fans are tough on you too. We'll call you the N word. I've seen it. Where uh, Sonny Weems didn't he get called the N word? I can't corroborate I mean, I, I, that. That's what I'm saying. There. I don't know how stable that situation. If it's if it's still there. Well, I but think, it's him and Stefan went over there and yeah, did, did yeah, well yeah. for years. Yeah, I like, think I, exactly right. I think Lester the, Hudson made a ton of money look, in if, China. If, if they have any questions, right? It's just very simple. Just continue to monitor the um, you know events in the Taiwan Strait. You know, just continue to know what's going on there, the South China Sea. You know, see if there's any kind of military buildup. 
You know, and I think that should give. I you don't some, know if I want to put Tyler in the middle of that. Well, again, it's where you're you know going to make saying? the most money. We can make we can make good money elsewhere. I think. Look again, I, I don't. If he if he if Tyler wants to have this conversation, like we can get into the you know the geopolitical aspect of like does 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 Xi Jinping look at what's going on in Ukraine and say yeah you know maybe I don't want that smoke right now with Taiwan. Like again, that's part of it, man. A lot of people didn't expect the West to unite that way. It's part of the equation, man. I know you don't want to have that discussion right now. You're not quite ready for it. I understand that. No, we're not. Right now, you want to focus I on I don't even know if Tyler still wants to play basketball. Oh, Ask come his father. on. Ask his father that. We don't know yet. Why not? I, I assume you would, especially yeah. when you've. it feels like opportunities, more opportunities to be there now after the year that you have. We'll see, though. I hope that he does. I hope he pursues it because I think he can make some money doing it. Yeah, awards are out. Kendra Davis, not uh, player of the year, is first team alongside DeAndre Williams. So some honors for Memphis basketball. I think we probably would have predicted that before the season, both those guys winding up on the first team. And it is it is exactly what happened as Memphis gets ready to try to go out and win the AAC tournament this week. We haven't talked about that real quick, by the way. Like, what do you expect this week? I know it's not the first game, but do you expect Memphis to get back to the championship game? Is that your expectation baseline? I mean, pretty much it's all about you owe it to yourself to take care of business against Tulane in the semifinals, right? Yeah. You're not you're not losing to SMU or UCF in those quarters, are you, John? I, I'm not. I, I say that, and you know, the Memphis women yesterday, you know, they're down for most of the game against the ten seed. So you never can tell anything and bring up the Memphis women because they were the two seed as well. Uh, they end up surviving and advancing. But all that said, you figure uh, the the matchup is is Memphis and Tulane, a Tulane team that's had your number. You certainly owe, uh, and it feels a lot like SMU last year, where you owe them, and you came back and you got them in the uh, you got them in the AC tournament on your way to. You know, facing Houston in the final, I would expect nothing less than that. Frankly, yeah. Memphis to beat a Tulane team that this will be the third time they faced them in the semis, and then you know Houston on uh on Sunday and and a chance to again, like we've said, you, you can't bank on improving seating too much because you've got to figure that on that Sunday when that game is played, most of the slots are already set. And sure, maybe they give you a little wiggle room, but I just don't know that a you know, a win over Houston on a neutral floor is going to do a move you up two seed lines. Maybe one, mm-hmm. sure, but but not a couple. So yeah. that's what I'm expecting. Anything different from you? No. I'd uh, be disappointed anything less than that. You lose two lane to semi, sure you're still in the tournament. Yeah. But it's an absolute disappointment. Yeah, you kind of, you're kind of backing in. Ron Hunter got to, you three times? Like, yeah, what are we talking the, about? The earth may open up. Especially for happens. how good this team has looked at times. Yeah, so, if, if, if Tulane beats you three times, like, I'm Well, we know what you're going to do. Oh, you don't want to see that. The state of the program, the whole athletic program, you will officially say Tulane has passed Memphis. Again. In football, basketball, everything else, you will give it to us again. Except in women's basketball. That's it. That's the only one. That's the only hold Man, out there. Praise God. And I think Jason's going to have a uh, he's going to have an emotional update on that a little bit later in the show. Trina! But uh but for now, uh the first team's out, all those awards are out, uh and uh off we go. Next story. Uh, you don't have to answer for this. You can't keep pushing it off. AD had 30 and 22. Schroeder had 17 and 9 assists. The Lakers moved up to number nine in the Western Conference of standings with a 112-103 victory over a definitely shorthanded Memphis Grizzlies team last night. Uh, even Hachimor and Reeves were getting after a little bit. A lot, a lot of, there is so much oohing and aahing when uh, Austin Reeves crosses over a black man. Dude, I'm not. I'm not doing this. It's a very sensitive. I just wanted. I just wanted to put that out there, and I, and I figured what would come after that was. But I'm just saying, whenever he cross, if he puts it behind his back. Uh, uh, that that crowd goes absolutely crazy, but we know we love American white players, so that's all that's all fine and dandy. 
Uh, and then I think it was Brown that hit the key shot for the Lakers late, a long-distance three uh, that really put Memphis, kind of put the dagger in them in another bad fourth quarter for the Grizzlies. Again, trying to diagnose, oh, here's what's wrong and here's how you fix it. It's silly at this point because you don't even know what you're going to have uh, come this week against Golden State. Hopefully, Steven Adams, who's been out on the floor warming up, doing five-on-five work, is back. Uh, but that said, there's such a question mark with John Morant in terms of his standing with the league, in terms of his standing with Colorado Police, all of that. And you look that Dylan Brooks, just even with opportunity there before him last night, still is not shooting the ball well enough to feel like, oh, man, this is a – yeah, a home cooking is going to be the, the thing that gets him over. You, you've got guys who are not playing well right now. Now, Jaron Jackson Jr. is doing that. He had 26 points. Tyus Jones had 16 last night. But, again, too shorthanded. Not enough. You are now tied with the Sacramento Kings. Uh, no need to do the tiebreaker, but right now they've got it. Uh, you did split with them or whatever else, but I think it comes down on that one. goes all the way down to your opponent's, uh, your Western Conference winning percentage. And Sacramento's got you there uh, in terms of win percentage. You're both leading the division. You split the season series. Uh, so if it came down to Western Conference win percentage, they'd get you in a tiebreaker. All that said, still too much to play out before you're worried about tiebreakers. The thing is that Right, right now, with the way uh, the Grizzlies are playing, with how much is missing, very good chance Sacramento's going to take sole possession of second. But like we've said, that schedule, there are opportunities. Two more with Houston, Orlando, Chicago. You've got some junk on there, but uh, hopefully, you know, you can, best you can, tread water until hopefully, again, Job Moran is back. Again, that's barring something huge, some, some, some significant suspension from the NBA. Um, yeah, man, all, all things are up in the air for the Memphis Grizzlies at this point, so much so that apparently even asking about a, a, a timetable for Ja, which is what we're all asking and wondering, uh, to Taylor Jenkins' point, he believes is disrespectful because he thinks it's bigger than basketball right now. Ja needs to go through, as he says, a healing process. He's got to <laughs> understand, too, though, that he's in the middle of an NBA season. Right. And, and, and you know what I'm saying? Where yeah. You're game to game, and these questions are going to come. And so, so I, I would just say, you know, f- being offended or whatever else or coming out defensive or questions about John his return, don't, bro, we're, they're, they're all asking him, and you're going to continue to get them. That's true. While, I, while, I, while John does deserve some degree of privacy while he goes through what appear to be, you know, issues and, and things he needs to get through, just know that uh, your job as a basketball coach is this, and these questions are going to continue to come, yeah. and they're not going to stop just because – you're saying it's bigger than basketball. Well, that's true. You can agree with that, yep. but you've also still got to answer the questions that, without getting defensive because they're going to continue to come. I, I think that is exactly right. Ja, had, ja brought this on himself. He did. Ja brought this on the Grizzlies. Right. And so just kind of saying, well, oh, you can't ask about him until it's all, uh-uh. Like that, this is, this is part of the deal. That's right. Because, look, as an organization, there's got to be accountability for yourself, too. A hundred percent. That it took this far before you stepped in at least publicly we had the pacers incident where really you got lucky in the right. sense that the nba said yeah there's nothing there you know what i'm saying like right. the only thing really that came out of that is jaw's best friend doesn't get to go to home games correct but even with that the grizzlies can say well the nba did that yep you know you got to step up at some point i mean it's true it's a fact just as much as we're calling it on jaw yeah so i i do think that is the that is the wrong approach to take to fair questions you know I mean, I think I think the media has been more than um, 
empathetic and, and understanding well, especially of, local media but yes most of um, i think it's been very respectful as it relates to the organization in terms of the folks that are asking him questions yeah right yes and so i think it's it's it really who, who does it serve to bristle up and and not be transparent and i know there are some things that you want, might want to protect in terms of josh privacy which is completely fair and understandable and i would encourage that but in terms of you know when someone asks you a question about you know oh we're gonna get that in house and you know Again, understand, too, that, you know, there were some things along the way that you probably could have done better and have not really been held accountable for or your feet to the fire. Um, well, let's be real. They, they failed on these road trips all season long. And, and here you were failing again on one. Yeah, I just yeah, – At I, some point – I think we you, could be asking those questions, right? I mean, we could be asking those questions about Taylor Jenkins and, 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 and you know, the fact that this has been a – Problem all season so long. So much so that the players, at least according to Shams, exactly Steve, right. felt the need to call a meeting because of the behavior on the road. And so, again, yes, obviously the, the, the Grizzlies have some part in this as well. And so, getting to your point, bristled up your wording, me defensive, whatever it is, just know this is coming. It's part of it. It's where we are now. It's not just all – it cannot just be all candy and rainbows anymore uh, when you're losing your grip in the, in the, in the, in the West on yep. the second-place spot. And you've got a situation with John Morant that's unlike we've anything we've seen around here. Let's be real, too. Yeah, no, I I completely and totally agree. So I think that would, you know, I, I think tone, you know, and... There and, can be, yeah, we're going to respect his privacy, but also respecting the job of the media in the sense that, look, they're going to... This is their job to ask those questions. That's exactly John right. John brought this on himself. Yeah, I mean, this is, you know, this this is you guys for lack of a better term, mess. This ain't, um, with all due respect, it's not Grind City Media asking the questions. You guys can can control that narrative, but the outside media has every right yep. to ask these questions about jaw, yep. questions about timetable, yep. and it's not offensive uh, to his privacy or anything else. Not at all. It's part of the deal. Yeah. You are not special. If it was going on anywhere else, yep. we would say those questions are fair to be well, asked. And honestly, I mean, do the, the fans deserve to know as well. I mean, the fans deserve well, to be kept in the loop. And, and you just know how they are from everything with injuries to sure, everything else. Sure. This is sort of them. It is. Back off. Yep. We got this. Yep. But again, just know they're going to continue to come. You don't control the narrative. That's exactly right. Next story. Oh, man. We got a big one in the NFL. Maybe we expected that this was the way it was ultimately going to go. But it did, in fact, happen. Lamar Jackson was franchise tagged, but not the straight-up normal franchise tag. I guess that's because he was franchised last season. Is that the? Is that why it was? So why the non-exclusive? That's what I don't understand. Why not just a regular old franchise tag where you can't negotiate with other teams? What's the differentiation now? Well, they can get picks, and if they think that. And they're willing to – ba- this is like their compromise with Lamar saying, hey, if you think you well, can get an offer better than the one we're giving you, we're going to give you that chance to do it. Well, it's not just that. They can also match on sure. the non-exclusive. But they got to be confident that nobody out there is going to offer that or else why would they do it? Well, my, my thing is – this is what it feels like to me. They're ready to move on if they have to, and they're going to try to benefit from it. I, don't you think this is too far down the road now with Lamar? He feels disrespected. He feels, you know, it, it shouldn't have come to this point that they're, they're now hedging, right, in case that Lamar's just done. He wants to go negotiate. He's got that power now. If he goes and gets that offer, we're going to be ready because what you can't bank on, John, there, there could be a Cleveland Browns-ish 
team that's ready to go crazy. Mm -hmm. And they're going to have to, John, with Baltimore having the opportunity to match, they're going to have to set his contract at something so crazy that they know Baltimore wouldn't do it. Otherwise, why even pursue him? And so from from that standpoint, I think Baltimore's hedging here. Okay, well, if that that team comes, and they very well could, although it was crazy, I thought that you had teams like the Atlanta Falcons you know, putting out there that they wouldn't. But if that, then we we don't match, but we get the two first-rounders out of it. I think they can still do a, a – they're still signing trade options too, you know, if they want to get more than two first-rounders. Yeah. So there's a bunch of ways they can go. But I think Baltimore in this – you ask why the difference. They're preparing for life after Lamar. Yeah. Perhaps in fear that it's gotten, you know, that that that, that bridge is, you know, that bridge has been burned. Well, you are hearing uh, at this point far more teams who are not pursuing Lamar Jackson. Atlanta and who else? Atlanta is not. I think Carolina came out and said that they are not. Why do you do that? Commander said no. Just tell me why you just why are NFL teams coming out and saying we're not? You would just be quiet typically, right? With yeah, any other player, it's just so weird. It is. It is. That they make statements that they're not going after. I, I wish I had the answer. Is I, that to fans, to appease them? Uh, the, the Atlanta fans want the next Michael Vick. This makes all – but you, you, don't owe, you don't owe them that. You, did, you don't have to say anything. If you're not interested, hey, saying nothing, that, that sometimes indicates that as well. Just do not understand these teams well, saying, we won't do this. You know, Mike Florio made a good point. Um, and I typically don't ever think that, but he made a good point on his site today that Lamar needs an agent desperately. This is this is the moment that you need an agent. Oh, that that's fair. I was going to get to there to that as well. Um, Relationships, right? Lamar doesn't know the yeah, owners of that's these right. other teams. He doesn't know that's the GMs right. in a lot of these instances. His his relationships are with Baltimore and, and their they, front office, and they don't. So that's a fair point. And they don't want to even engage. See, now is where I think it can hurt you not having the agent. There's no question. Right. We, uh, we had argued earlier. You can get uh, you know for the most part you can get it done. But now without having those relationships, you know he's essentially cold calling. Well, they're, they're calling him, but. It's yeah. a first time. Hey, how you doing? You well, know, you as Florio you have, pointed out, you have no idea. You don't have any trust. You don't have any your background with these guys. Yep, as, as Florio pointed out, and it's true. An agent isn't just somebody whose job it is to uh, work ownerships and management. They also work the media. They also can call Ian Rappaport, Adam Schefter, say, "Hey, uh, you know, we're getting some we're getting some interest from X, Y, and Z. Even if they're bending the truth a bit, they create a market. Our, they, our agents create markets. Whereas now, I mean, I think the Raiders are not getting him, but Mark Davis is the son of Al Davis, and Al Davis is a pioneer in football. And I think Mark Davis sees a black quarterback who is being basically humiliated by these other teams who are coming out and saying we're not interested in him, unprecedented. No need for that. Um, you know what that is. And I think Mark it's, Davis is saying, I'm not, I'm not going to let this happen. So he makes a call saying, hey, we're not out on him. We may, we may still be in on him. Just to kind of st- stem the bleeding a little bit here, this is where an agent does and would help. Beyond just the average thing that an agent does, which is negotiate with these teams, um, it, it, it's unfortunately hurting Lamar right now. Um, and I, I, it's not too late. Still good, great time to hire an agent, man. <laughs> you know? Like, you could make one call. There's a long line, bro. Mm-hmm. You're a former MVP. You're one of the top ten quarterbacks in this league. You can absolutely uh, find one. In no, Dude, I'll be his agent. You know what I'm saying? 
like whatever. And I, I mean, I can just email, hey, I represent Lamar. That's all the experience I need. You know, anybody would do it. I hope that he sees that as a necessity. I don't know that he will. Maybe this 24-hour, 48-hour period will, will show him that. But it does not feel as though teams are lining up to throw $200 million guaranteed at him. Well, there's going to be at least one. You think one? At least. There's always who, one. Who and, is? And, and here's the other thing. The bigger, a bigger picture uh, view of this story in terms of the, the teams that you mentioned that have come out and said we're not doing this, it's because it's, it's, it's those owners' way of saying we're not doing what Cleveland did. We're not going down this road of guaranteed money for our NFL players. We're not doing that. That that's what they're doing. Yep. In terms of the Falcons, the Panthers, everybody well, that said because it's it's the owner's way of bucking yeah. that it ain't we're not going down this road that Cleveland did with Deshaun. You you guys are not going to set you players are not going to change the game in that way to where we're NBA and we're giving out guaranteed money in this NFL. That that's them saying that, John. Yeah. Well, I think I think there's there's something to be said in terms of there has been a sea change. In the National Football and League. Baltimore's been wanting to scream it. Yeah. Like, we're not going to pay this to you because yep. we think Cleveland was crazy for doing it. And they were. And the and the NFL teams that are saying they're not going after him, they're, they're echoing that. Well, because th- think about it like this, and it's as, it's as as it's sort of been reported, like the fact that how many owners are liquid enough to guarantee what Deshaun Watson got in guarantees? you got to put that in escrow at signing. $230 million, Right. There's another factor to consider here. These are billionaires. They don't want to sell their assets in this economy, right, that's a bit of a dip. They don't want to sell at a loss just to, you know, pay an exorbitant amount of money to a quarterback who is, if we're making this case, injury-prone, et cetera. Like, I'm, you know, you're just saying, why would I not want to pay $200 million? It's not because of his ability when he's on the field. It's because his ability to be on the field, mm-hmm. you know. So I think that's what's complicating these matters. What, what happened with Deshaun Watson, and that's why everybody got so mad. Because it's, it's, it, it sets this, this fake market that all these quarterbacks want, you know. But, they, like, from a team-building perspective, nobody wants to give. Because the other thing to consider – Deshaun Watson looked bad. Like, he looked bad. Like, that's the other thing. Like, this guy's like. Yeah, but he'd been gone so long. You can't judge him. Look, he had, he had a historic full season. Full off season. Yeah, give no, him a full preseason. Yeah, no, Let's fair. see what it looks that's, like. Uh, you're right. I mean, that's fair. Now, is 230 crazy? And it's guaranteed, especially when Deshaun Watson could get hurt this season. Exactly. And maybe done. Yes. You know, that that's one. Because the NFL is a different thing than the NBA. It yeah. is. And, it, and the, it, the injury risk is always there, but it's much higher. Yeah. In the NFL, we and realize you have that 53 careers are men. shorter. Yeah, and f- there's 53. You know, and you have to, and you have to make you. You don't want to p- overpay the one, and, and have to, you know, compromise on the other 52. I mean, yeah, Patrick Mahomes got 500 milli, but look at how that is structured. I mean, that's there's a reason why nobody ever talks about Patrick Mahomes' quarterback uh, co- contract because it's team friendly t- to a degree to start. Um, mm. and and that what did that do? That allowed Kansas City to it do did, what? To continue to take advantage of their window. Exactly right. Um, and I think the way you're going to see teams build out now is they're really, like, I think the days of the rookie quarterback being drafted and sitting, a la Aaron Rodgers, a la, you Jordan know, Love. Yeah, Jordan Love. Who was a first-rounder. Those days are over forever. If a guy gets drafted anywhere close to the first round, he's starting. 
You can't afford not to. If you're going to spend the pick on him, you got to get him in there while he's on the rookie deal because the minute he's not, let's say you let's say you groom him for three years. Let's say you develop him for three years. Let's say it happens exactly like it did with Aaron in Green Bay. Well, here's the problem. By the time you throw him in there, he's ready to roll fourth year. Time to pay. Time to pay if he's good. And that defeats the purpose because he's going to get quarterback money. And that's going to cost you a Devontae Adams. That's going to cost you a Chandler Jones. That's going to cost you, and Chandler isn't the best example, but he could have been. You know, he's a dominant pass rusher. You know, it's going to cost you a Von Miller. He was. You know, like it's going to cost you somewhere else on the field. Mm Mm-hmm. And so that's why these teams are not throwing money at Lamar as great a QB as he is. But one will. Who who is most likely to do it? I would have thought the Commanders, but I guess they're they're you know they, that that's chaos and turmoil right now with Snyder. Okay, the Raiders ain't got no money apparently, which is a joke. A lot of it depends on uh, how that meeting went, and you hear Aaron, Aaron Rodgers meeting the Jets at the airport makes you feel like it's pretty far down the road. But if if it did fall through there, why wouldn't the Jets go after him? Why wouldn't you invest right. everything in getting Lamar there? But don't you think with that's the weapons happening? you feel like you have? That's happening, all right. Yes, I do. Sauce is tweeting him. Mm-hmm. You know, it just feels like that's going getting a little bit far down the road. I think when he is literally meeting them personally at the exactly. airport, just says to me that. And Green Bay had to allow this to happen. Yeah. You know, to give him negotiating power, they had to they had to give him permission. So this is good. This feels like it's going down. That's it. But uh, again, that's that's that, Jets. I would say would be a, a team, but there are plenty of others that don't have quarterbacks. Yeah, and even Daniel Jones. You you look at that price tag he got yesterday, and you say hundred. It's not one hundred sixty million. It's, a, it's really a two year deal. It's a two year deal for eighty. They can right. Get off the hook for yeah. I mean, it's, NFL, a, it's a long. I think it's four, but technically, right. They can get off the hook after two. People don't know the average person smart. doesn't know how to read NFL contracts. Like you'll see. I could raise my hand on that. Well, like I don't I don't mean like the language. I mean like the sheer number. Like so, oh, yeah. somebody says Daniel Jones got a four, four year, year deal for 160 million. Oh. No, he didn't. He got a, he got a he got a two year deal with eighty million dollars, and he can get incentives. But in terms of what that team is actually going to be responsible for at base, it's eighty million, which is exactly what Derek Carr was going to get with the Raiders. And I would say that's a very comparable caliber of QB. That's forty million is the going rate. A year for a, for a top fifteen, I guess you would say. I was eager to ask you the question: Do you like what they've done in an East where Philly's running the thing? You know how good they are. Dallas may or may not be good. Yeah, is going back with Daniel and franchising. Well, I, yeah, I think so. Is it the right plan? I mean, I, I think I, so. They, I guess they're they were playoff team last That's year. That's what I'm right saying. Yeah, the, I mean, I think there's a lot to build on. I mean, there is no question that the, the highest I don't know. opinion. You, you convinced that Daniel Jones, after one good season where he actually took care of the ball, is like, I, I know what's good is you give yourself some flexibility and only have to, you know, you're only nailed really to two years with him. Yep, that's think, a good thing. Exactly. I mean, it'd be easy maybe to get off of. Maybe because of that, yes, well, it's this really was not the right that much move. of an investment. But, but you know, when you break it all down, and there's nobody in this whole entire universe that has a higher opinion of Brian Dable than you. So, so you, yeah, you, I went on and on with my Bills guy yesterday. Yeah, I mean, that Hunter. was hard to watch. I mean, you were not really. You were in bed tweeting at this dude. I mean, you no, just would not let the Josh Allen conversation lie. Again, would you? I think he probably came in on the late. end. Remember that that was about Aaron Rodgers or Josh. Right. Aaron with the Jets if, or if, Josh. And the J Smooth Sportsbook would have the the Jets installed as the co-favorites. My my man uh, thought that I had said that Josh Allen is a sorry quarterback now. No, I said he regressed a little bit without Dable, and he did. The J-Smooth Sportsbook has the Jets minus 120 to win the Super Bowl. I wanted Dable to be our coach. 
And how could you not after what you've seen no, he's, from he's him? Good. He's good. He goes, he turns the Giants around. You talk about a situation with essentially the same players. Yeah. And he's got turned them into a winning outfit. Dude has the touch. Or, or, or maybe Joe Judge was abysmal. Maybe like he was, a, I mean, I'm, and I'm just playing devil's advocate here. Maybe Joe Judge is one of the worst coaches we've ever seen. Well, that can be true too. And that maybe Dable is just a good coach. And, and a lot of them, a lot of That's them, uh, former Belichick folks are like that. Yeah. Including your Patricia, Josh McDaniels. Josh McDaniels. Oh, Patricia. Yeah. Don't even get me started. Yeah. Joe Judge, probably the worst example, though, because he the dude was a he special was teams coordinator going from that to head coach. Yeah. So you can just get anything off the Patriots, it's going to be good. Right. Right. No, that's fair. Um, but, yeah. It's ridiculous. I don't know if the Commanders aren't going to do it and the Panthers aren't going to do it and the Raiders aren't going to do it and the Falcons aren't going to do it. Like, who does that really, truly leave? I mean. The Texans. They're drafting. They're not They're not going to pay Lamar. They're going to draft. They, they don't should. have to. They can pay Lamar and use the pick to get Will Anderson if they don't like the stuff they're seeing with Jalen Carter. Well, they got to send. They got to. They, or they, they, they can trade out of the thing. And go get you some picks because we realize it's a lot. Texans no, need got, a lot more than just one Don't they have to dude. give that pick to Baltimore? Which pick? They got to give the pick to Baltimore if if, if they win the uh, if they win the bid. You got to send two firsts over. Oh well, yeah, it would have to be. So two. you're so you're you're instead of drafting a quarterback, you're just picking Lamar. Which I you know look, we can make that argument, right? Well, you know, on Lamar, you're talking about MVP. There's just let's, a, let's, the I don't think you can rule them out just because they financial have an opportunity to get. But they're Bryce not. They're, or not they're not remotely close to anything, though. I I don't think the Texans make sense. Do the Colts make sense? You, I don't think so because they're paying some guys already. Yeah, I don't know financial. Like, who's got who's got the, the money? The Who Texans needs need the butts and seats, though, bro. They do, but I mean, they have like, they nothing. They have exactly. They have, but they have Lamar nothing gives for them a him. base. Like, they have, they, they what do you? Who is Lamar going to throw to? Who's he? Who's he playing? I mean, that, that's what you're starting on after you get him. But that's they literally have nothing now to they sell. Have no more money. What do you sell as a franchise? The Texans. They don't have a star player you care about anymore. Nobody. No one. All right, let's look. That's this what I'm up. saying. You, you want to you want to start with something that's actually going to. You were talking about this with Calkins, John. You do have to sell tickets. You were talking about that with the Raiders. No, you do. It's definitely Lamar is that. I mean, if you, if you're start a, a starting point, which one sells more tickets? The rookie quarterback, you know, C.J. Stroud, if you're drafting two, or Lamar Jackson. The answer is Lamar. Let me ask you this. I'm looking at who's got cap space. You guys got more cap space than I think you know. We're fourth. Yeah, yeah, I thought so. It's like fifty, forty, fifty million dollars. I'm like, why that. not the New England Patriots? I just don't think it rolls with what Bill is. Bill would have to change, right? Bill doesn't do RPO and stuff. But maybe he will. The dude who wouldn't name an OC last year. Well, what's his option? He's going to go for with. Uh, I just see a guy Bailey Zeppi and Mac Jones. I just see a guy who's maybe a little bit averse to change here in his older years. I don't see a guy that's com- adjusting. Although they got better at the end of the I, year, dude. I'm but just still, looking at. It. I just I don't, Mac Jones is trash. I don't see a lot of teams that. That well, it only takes one. You know, I mean, the Saints have a QB. The Bucks have no cap room. They're last in the in the league in cap room. Um, you know, the rest of it is like teams that have committed to their guy. Uh, you know, or have a young player uh, at QB. The Lions love golf. They're not gonna. They're not gonna change out for that. And especially again, when you t- think about the price tag, I, I think the Raiders are the only team that makes sense. But they don't have any money. You know, Raiders, Patriots, Falcons. You would have thought, but no, Texans. But they're just gonna get him killed back there behind that offensive line. Um, and he's throwing to Brandon Cooks and. 
<laughs> I don't even know. Maybe Jacoby. It's going to so. yeah, be worse. Says he's testing. Damn more. receiving core in Baltimore. Jacoby's supposed to be like the top rated receiver on the market for yeah. agents. So it's it's which ain't saying much. It's crazy. I don't I don't know. You know, Commanders would have made sense, but they just they, they they say they're not interested. So I don't know. It's a. I thought this you was going to be. You can't find one. There's one on there, bro. Titans are paying Tannehill. But the issue is, I, I will say, you, you may end up being right because you're, the contract's going to have to be so fat that you think it's worthwhile and that Baltimore won't match. And so, Right, and then here's the You are going to give a lot up, whether that's Raiders, Texans. Maybe those and are the, the, and the two. Here's the other angle of this, right? Here's the other angle of this. Well, this has been a lot of angles. Let's say, well, we're talking about an MVP of the league. Who's the last MVP of the league that you can remember this not ha- the happening for? You know, a guy not getting paid by his freaking current team. Um, it, let's say that... that Lamar hires an agent. And let's say that, the, that he and this agent come to a place with the Raiders or the Patriots or the whoever the hell, and they say, all right, we're going to come down so that we can make this happen. We're going to come down to $150 million. Guess what? Baltimore matches. So hey, we, we, we get to the same place, you know? We get to the same place. He's going to end up going back to Baltimore. That's what's going to happen. Cause, I don't think so. Yeah, yeah that's where, that, that should have already been done. Yeah. They've been negotiating for a long time, John, as you know. Yeah. Um, I, think, I think, and that's the other part about having an agent. That one of the other points, a good point that was made, is, is that, you know, when they start talking about what you don't do and why they won't pay this, you've got to hear it. That gets personal yeah. when it's you as opposed to your agent hearing that and firing back at them to where some feelings get hurt. That's, that's, that's so the true. other area so where true. having that agent can help. And it's going to be the same if he negotiates with other teams. They come to him and say, well, we're not going to go there with you, Lamar, because we got questions about this, this, this. That can get personal, you know, hearing those things about yourself. It's so true. Especially if you don't believe them. Exactly right. So that's, that's I, I would think, you know what, you, you, it is, it would be the smartest thing for him right now. And I respected, you know, him going without the age and all that beforehand. Because he thought he could, he thought well, he could do it. Baltimore owed it to right. him in a way, you right. know what I'm saying? But he, he needs to get one now. Yeah, like you got to. Like gotta, I, I think that's smart, sound advice to do that. That's the right advice. Yeah. Is at this point you need to do it. Yeah, you have okay. The so relationships you don't have. You thought you what could you do might it hear with, about yourself. You know. Yeah. Now it's now it's time to say, hey, we couldn't. It's very simple. And like you said, there's a line of them out there. Right. You can maintain your relationship, and I think the Ravens would probably at this point appreciate you getting an agent because they probably don't enjoy it just as much as you well, don't enjoy it. And especially if the pool of teams that might be after you is not as deep as I maybe initially thought some others. I, I, thought. I, if it, I thought if the it's same a, thing. If it's a shallow pool. Yeah, I thought the Panthers, know, and, the and Commanders, the Raiders. Like, I thought there would be at least and, five or six teams. Yeah, you're paying a little bit of money, but in the end, it, it's it, it, probably for your best interest, especially at this point in your career, and at this point in this contract talks with Baltimore. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Do you have one more? One more Memphis women. Next story. We need to talk about this because there's some men's college basketball news that's significant. Really? Yes. What? Well, go ahead. Well, according to something just break. Yeah, according to Jeff Goodman, uh, Ole Miss and Chris Beard. Chris Beard have had multiple conversations and have met in person. No deal is in place yet, but according to Jeff Goodman, it is trending in the right direction of Chris Beard being the next head coach in Oxford. How about that? That was an easy one. Does Memphis still have games with Ole Miss? I, must, I, think, I think so. I think they got two more, right? Mm-hmm. I think so. Yeah, it'll be, uh, it'll be here next season. Chris Beard's first year as the Ole Miss coach will be right here in Memphis. Um, look... 
it, it's just it's it's really simple for me. It's a no brainer for 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 Ole Miss. It just is. I mean, I know there's there's some it's too easy. There's some controversy around it, but I mean, this is the Ole Miss would never otherwise have a chance to hire a coach like this. So you got to do it. Just that simple. From from that perspective, I mean, if we're just going to have the, you know, coaching hire, you know, I know there are other angles of this, mm-hmm. but we know what they're going to say. We know they're going to say Chris got their, you know, Chris took these last few months to reflect and he got some help and, you know, we believe that he's a, a changed man and he's learned from the process and we're excited about helping him restart his career right here at Ole Miss. Well, as soon as he gets his first big win, nobody in Oxford will ever say we shouldn't have hired him. Yep. Yep. You know, especially, uh, didn't they think they were, you know, with where Kermit was coming in there, that that was going to be a bump up? Ole Miss was interested in a bump up. And yes, Kermit ended up not being the guy, but you would get one here on the cheap, cheap. You know, you're getting one, a recycled guy here who, because those charges were dismissed, and again, we know a lot of the reasons why uh, in this case. I mean, she, she, she wants as much for Chris Beard's future as he does. Um, Man, they get to come in here and steal a good coach kind of in a way. And, yeah, those first few weeks you'll have a couple of those stories, everything that John laid out, and you'll already have your answer, your PR. You know, it's been through the PR department already out there for him, and, and it won't take long after those those first couple of weeks. He gets his first big win. Everybody be cheering down in Oxford. That place be packed because we know he's a stud coach. Now, this comes up again, you're going to look like a fool. You know, if, if, you, if he has any other issues. Now, remember, this was with his fiance. Yes. So, but but my point is, is, if it did, you'd imagine though Chris Beard ain't that stupid exactly. to put himself in a situation like that, blow it again. Because in the end, John, he unlike Patino, or whatever, he didn't have to fall way way down here. You're staying in a in a relatively good conference, uh, a chance, and really in the SEC that there's nothing to say you can't move up fast in. And so, my point is, how much did he really lose? Nothing. You lost one of the probably in terms of for you the best jobs in the country, but you're still landing at a high enough level where you can recruit, win your way, it's a be power back five in the tournament job. immediately, resources are there. Yep. Frank, he didn't lose much. It's a power five point. job. So it's really that simple. I mean, he's, he's going to make very close to the same amount of money. And, and, and honestly, the difference in the money is going to be made up by the cost of living. It's going to be cheaper to live in Ole Miss in Oxford than it is in Austin. just is. Austin's like the new San Francisco now. So whatever he lost, let's say he went from three to two, it's going to be made up in the cost of living. So he'll be, he'll be living the same lifestyle um, and in the Power Five. And if he does a good job, he will get the next good job. You know? So what? what's worse, what he did or what Hugh did? Um, Hugh. Freeze. Oh, oh, sorry. Um, I would say what uh, – oh, God. <laughs> I would say uh, – it's like one of those uh, part of the interruption, like around the horn. Which is worse? What? Yeah, <laughs> I, I guess I would say what Chris did. Right. Yeah, because that was like a, you know, assault. You know, let you know. Well, it it did happen. Charges were dropped, but it did happen. Whereas with you, it was all consensual. I mean. You you know you whatever your thoughts may be on adultery and and and, and mm-hmm. sex work and things like that that's between you and mm-hmm. and yours, but if it's all if it's agreed upon by every party, I don't believe that Chris fiance agreed to be bitten. I don't believe that was in the police. Well, report. they were on their high moral ground with Freeze. 
Of course they were. Of course they were. Well, because you're going to have to come down a little bit. Well, Hugh, because the the issue with Hugh was that he was projecting a lifestyle that he himself was not leading. That was the issue. Mm -hmm. Like Ja, it's like Ja. But that's still that. That's still not what Chris Beard did. No, that's just faking it. Right. Right. Which I. But that's if if I'm rolling with your. But that's why people were so. uh, oh, I eager it. to see Hugh get his comeuppance because he was sort of sure. preaching this righteous lifestyle that he himself was not leading. Um, whereas Chris, I don't think ever made any you know grand proclamation. Well, and he used a, a college issued cell phone to call an escort service. Mm-hmm. I think they were that mm-hmm. was the right. That was he the was real messy with it. He was messy with yeah, it. Yeah, no burner for his uh, escort yeah. calls. Mm-hmm. Um, which, I think it's Chris, isn't it? Again, Easily, because yeah. you know it's uh, it's it's police were involved. There was a crime. Sure. There was yeah. you know. I mean, again, what do you is, think of that hire, uh, Jason? I I get the sense that you're like me, and it's just business as usual. If you got talent, you get hired, no matter your 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 big whiffs like this. Right? Well, I think you'll be there for a couple of years because what'll happen is he'll have Ole Miss exceeding expectations, and then he'll move on to the next job. Yep. And and, I, and my guess is Ole Miss is perfectly fine with that because they're getting a chance to get one of the best college basketball coaches in America. Well, that's who you should always hire at these Division One jobs. Cheap, Whether cheap. it's Memphis, you should never hire somebody like that won't get another awesome job or that's not on the comeuppance. It's just true. See, that's the other thing about Penny Hardaway and Jeff Goodman asking about if Penny Hardaway's the right guy. Like, who's the writer guy that's going to come in, probably going to, if he's better, going to come in here and be gone after two to three years to go get the the, the job, the dream job. It's a great Penny ain't point. never leaving. That's right. So when you ask that question, is he the right guy? That's the, you don't have to worry about Penny having success here and leaving you for another college job or using you as a rung in the ladder. That's the other thing that makes him the right guy for the job. That's why the other thing that makes that question so asinine. Like you, what you're gonna go get a better coach that's moving up the the, the ranks it's and it's gonna point. leave Memphis like Cal did. No, that's why Penny's be- uh, the other reason. In addition to, it's basically the same as the first five years of Cal. That's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Has he, he? But you put him in his place, though, John. So yeah. we're not going to hear that anymore. Yeah, for sure. Everybody knows that. Everybody knows that. Um, but, yeah, that's the latest. Uh, well, on, appreciate Goodman breaking this. On the Ole Miss jobs, has it Chris Beard is, uh, is headed to Oxford. When we come back, yeah, the Memphis women – Pulled it off last night. Get into that. Jeff Cog's going to join us at 125. Stick around. Jason and John, 90 FM, ESPN. Yeah, the, the little dust got in my eye because this was this was Jerry Stackhouse last night. I get a little bit emotional with this one right here because he's, you know. Since the sappy stuff is all behind us, Bruce Pearl was, uh, he was unhappy. Of our guys getting smashed down there. Smash! <laughs> Somebody needs to block and tackle and host a radio show. From the University of Memphis to your speakers, it's Gabe Kuhn, The Gabe Kuhn Show, weekdays from 4 till 7 p.m. on 92.9 FM ESPN. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.